Welcome back to the Books on the Beach Literature Analysis Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Beach. Today we'll be covering the timeless narratives that have shaped our world and how they capture their own time, but also speak to generations since. You could say narratives act as a kaleidoscope, each narrative providing a unique perspective. As the kaleidoscope is turned, we are able to view a myriad of meanings, which can overlap providing both a glimpse in the dominant narratives that shape us as a collective, but also the subtler shades and hues, the resistant narratives which provide alternate ways of being. F. Scott Fitzgerald's The Great Gatsby and Minari by Lee Isaac Chung are representations of the American dream as a narrative that has shaped and been shaped in its context. F. Scott Fitzgerald's The Great Gatsby presents the exclusive, inaccessible wealth of 1920s America. The Great Gatsby was written in the midst of literary and philosophical modernity. Modernism, despite its defining maxim of make it new, amidst the momentum of the second industrial revolution, was underscored by a fear that life had lost its meaning, that individuals were forced to struggle in isolation. Circumstances that preceded this era, more specifically World War I, racial injustices and mass poverty, led individuals to believe that there was no longer meaning to be found in religion. The Great Gatsby is representative of the modern world, critiquing American culture, namely capitalism and materialism that emerged in this spiritual vacuum. The American dream adheres to these modernist values by emphasising individual success and wealth as a source of meaning. In this way, Fitzgerald presents the corruption of the American dream as a product of modernism within 1920s New York. Early within the novel, Nick Carraway crosses a bridge into New York in a car with Jay Gatsby. Fitzgerald presents Nick's reflection through metaphor. Anything can happen now that we've slid over this bridge, I thought. Anything at all. Nick's statement emphasises the largely held views of the time period, that crossing the metaphorical bridge into New York grants opportunity and transformative powers. Nick's following statement, that even Gatsby can happen without any particular wonder, suggests that Jay Gatsby is able to come into massive wealth without arising much suspicion, just as he has. Fitzgerald, in this way, presents a social narrative that shifts the extraordinary to the commonplace, that remarkable feats are achievable to all that are determined, summing up the most essential belief of the American dream. The Great Gatsby, then, as a whole, shows the false sense of hope that so-called equal opportunity in the bustling city of New York provides. now, Lee Isaac Chung challenges the dominant narrative of the American dream by presenting the opposition of Korean family values within American culture. By challenging the social narrative, Chung aims to reveal the exclusive undertones of the American dream. Chung uses visual imagery in the shot of smokestacks burning the discarded chicks as a metaphor to highlight the cultural importance of being useful and productive in both American and Korean society. Later in the film, Chung creates a parallel through a dowser offering to find water on the property for Jacob at a fee, in which after pulling out of the deal, he says to his son, Americans, believing that nonsense, Korean people use their heads. This parallel highlights the contrast between atheistic Korea and the superstitious beliefs of America. This contrast acts as a greater representation of the struggle of assimilation and acceptance of American ideologies. After some time has passed, Chung revisits the motive of being useful. After Jacob learns that his deal fell through with the Korean business owner, there is a shot of a smokestack, the same smokestack that is used to burn discarded chicks. Through this motive, Chung illustrates Jacob as a victim to the American capitalist system, and as such, the scene represents Jacob's feelings that he is unable to fulfil his role as a productive member of society. 
Not long after, Jacob, Monica and their family drive to the city to attend David's doctor's appointment and address David's long-lasting heart condition. Jacob, before entering the appointment with the rest of the family, parks the car undercover and brings in his produce to the room with the rest of the family. Monica is clearly upset by David's actions that he places the health of his produce over being there with his family during important news. Chung uses the juxtaposition of the scene to emphasise the alternate interests between Monica and Jacob. Monica clearly places family above the economic situation, while Jacob understands that his worth is recognised by his productivity, aligning with the capitalist system. Jacob clearly sees his productivity as a means to support his family, however through the failure of the American dream, he is ultimately unable to provide his family with the money he hoped for. Nearing the end of the film, the shed containing all of Jacob's produce was set alight. Chung creates an ultimatum through this scene. Jacob must choose between continuing to salvage produce from the fire or to give it all up and keep Monica safe from the fire, where he unsurprisingly saves his wife. Chung, throughout the film, represents Jacob's initial investment in his family through farming. However, afterwards, it seems to cloud his judgment and the farm's successes become synonymous with Jacob's own validation within the space of American capitalism. Minari illustrates the struggle of assimilation into the heavily capitalistic culture of America as a Korean family. Both texts, The Great Gatsby and Minari, provide powerful links between historical representations and the present narrative of the American dream. Each text, while having differing contexts, provides insight into the same corrupted ideology of the American dream, reflecting a shared perspective within the kaleidoscope. Therefore, each text represents the dominant narratives of the time and provide their own resistant narrative and a unique reflection within the kaleidoscope. That's all we've got for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.